This is Psychic Medium Miss Sarah with the Psychic Medium School. I'm really excited today because we're going to talk about how to start a tarot business. This is part two, and we've got, I've got a lot of great topics for you, so let's get started. Okay, we're going to talk about pricing your readings. This is a really, really important topic, and I get asked about this all the time. So I do not do readings for free. I do not believe people should do readings for free. I believe if you're going to do this full time that you need to price your readings correctly and you need to charge for your readings. So when you think about it this way, I've had people that are like, well, Sarah, that makes no sense. This is a gift you were given. Right, it is a gift I was given, but if I do this for free all the time, I'm going to have to have a 9 to 5 to pay my bills, and at some point, that's just not sustainable, right? Makes no sense because it's not sustainable. So, I don't think you need to feel bad about charging for your readings. This is something that you're doing to help others, and if you don't do it, who is? But you should If you're going to have a business, if you're going to do this full-time, even if you're going to do this part-time, it should be sustainable. That's one of the things that I think is really important for you to understand. You're starting a business. This goes beyond your spiritual spiritual practices. This goes, it's different. I think, for example, um, you know, a lot of people want to run a business. Let's say you have an electrician. This electrician wants to run a business. But this electrician only knows how to be an electrician. They don't understand how to be a business owner. Those are two completely separate things. So you really have to shift your mindset when it comes to organizing your business, organizing your pricing, organizing your listings, and organizing your clientele. So it's a real shift in mindset. Uh, For me, I actually was an insurance agent before for many years, so I understood business before I opened my um, psychic reading business. And so I was able to mesh the two, uh, two experiences, the two, um, the two things, and make it so I uh, was running a business, a profitable business. Okay, so time doesn't necessarily equal money. So if you're going to work a nine to five, you get paid $25 an hour. Um, That's not the same as this. This is your own business. So you really have to shift your mindset away from time equaling money. So I know you hear a lot of gurus say that, and it's really funny because they're like, you can make millions, millions, because time no longer equals money. Well, I'm not telling you that this this is that easy. It's not that easy. Um, there, you are going to have to work, work for your, uh, income and work for your, um, clientele to build it and that kind of thing. So one of the things I want you to consider when you're pricing your readings is the energy it takes you to do a reading. So it's not necessarily time. It's has more to do with the energy that it takes. So I do, when I first started off on Etsy, I did two really popular readings. One was a spirit guide reading, which I still offer, and then the other one was a past life reading, which I don't offer very often because it takes a lot of energy. So knowing that and understanding that, I'm going to charge more for the past life reading than I am the spirit guide reading because it takes more energy. I get, I could, I could do you know, 10 spirit guide readings in a day if I wanted to, but I could only do maybe three 
uh, past life readings. That's just me personally. Um, and we'll talk about later how to, um, how, how many you should do and that type of thing. How many readings you should, uh, allow people to book within a day. So, okay. Energy. It's very important with your pricing. So, um, now that you understand, I'm I'm charging more for the past life. I'm charging less for the spirit guide reading. So, next is your experience. Okay, so how long have you been doing this? Uh, how knowledgeable are you about the things that you're offering, your services? How knowledgeable are you about that? You really have to think about the years of experience you have. And to be quite honest with you, before I started on Etsy, I hadn't actually read for any of my family members or any of my friends, I just started off on Etsy because I knew I loved tarot and I loved oracle cards and I've always been intuitive. I've known this for a really long time and so it just kind of flowed naturally for me and I really wanted to take what I was doing and or what I wanted to do and how I wanted to help people and make that part of um, my business as well. So your experience is important. You got to consider the experience and the education that you've put into learning about different things that you're using to create, uh, to do your readings themselves. So the other thing is supply and demand. Okay, so I know these topics are really boring, but bear with me here. <laughs> so consider supply and demand. So this means the availability. So if you offer something like a past life rating, you're not going to see nearly as many of those on a, pro a platform like Etsy as you are going to see like a love rating. So supply and demand is really, really important because if there's a high demand, then it allows you to increase your pricing. So if there's low supply, high demand, then it's going to allow you to increase your pricing. If there's high supply and low demand, you're going to get a, have a lot lower pricing. So to explain that, that's why you can go to Etsy and you can find love readings for pretty much a dime a dozen. Uh, they're charging like, I don't know, $4 is I think average for a love reading on Etsy because the supply is high and the, well, the demand is the demand is up there, but not nearly as much as the supply is. So when people talk about Etsy being oversaturated with psychics, I don't believe that. I believe that it's very important to understand supply and demand when it comes to a business. So when I first started out on Etsy, I knew I don't like love readings anyway. Quite frankly, I think that you get the same questions frequently. I really love spirit guide readings and I really love past life readings, although I don't do those as often. Um, because I don't, it just takes a lot of energy. It's important to understand that when you're setting up what readings you offer, that you offer readings that one, you love to do, two, that has a high demand, three, that the supply is low. And you're going to find when you do that, that you are able to grow a profitable, profitable business faster, right? That's the important thing. I could literally, after watching this, I I believe after watching all the, the series that I create that you're going to be able to do this within a week, honestly. Okay, so considering the tools that you're using. So if you're buying tarot decks, oracle decks, pendulums, candles, sage, consider that as part of your business because that's a business expense, right? 
I don't want to get too technical, but those are business expenses. Um, when it comes to buying those and utilizing those in your readings, you really have to consider what you're spending to do your reading, okay? That also includes your phone bill and all. I'm not going to go into taxes, but all those different things. You really have to consider that when it comes to your pricing. Minimum pricing. I do not believe that you should compete with anyone when it comes to pricing. It's good to know what your competition is doing, but it's a whole nother thing to stick yourself in a pool of psychics that are offering the same priced readings, like $4. Let's say they're offering $4 readings and you go on there. Let's say it's Etsy because that's what I know. I know Etsy, right? That's what I do. So I would not suggest getting on Etsy, charging $4 for a love reading, and basically putting yourself in a pool of competition that you don't even want to be in. Who wants to do a love reading for $4? No one. I And I've seen the statistics when it comes to E-Rank. You can go on there and see people's statistics, but you can't see how much they're making. So the thing is, is that it's not necessarily going to be profitable for you. So when you think about your minimum pricing, it's important to understand that if you're higher priced rather than lower priced, you're going to have less competition. So think about it this way. This is how I try to understand it. So when I go into a retail store, especially when I was young, I would go to the mall when I was young. So I remember going to the mall and I would see there'd always be a mannequin in a it was van the vanity clothing store that ages me but if you know the vanity you know the vanity store right okay so the vanity store would have a mannequin and the mannequin would be dressed a certain way and i remember when i was younger and i thought money grew on trees i would be like i want that i i want that that's the one i want and when you go in all the uh full priced clothing was at the front of the store and the clearance rack was on the back of the store so you're going to have two different types of people. You're going to have the person that wants what's on the van or what's on the mannequin and you're going to have the person that goes back to the clearance rack. They're the same clothes, but the ones in the front of the store are the new in style fashion for that season, right? So, you got to think about your your services and your readings that way. Is your reading going to be on the clearance rack or are you going to be the new in in season style and that's really how you differentiate your clients so if you get if you get the person on the clearance rack value I mean they're not wanting that piece of clothing to last forever or expecting it to last forever but on the premium side on the front of the store that they expect that it's really good quality and that they're going to get something that you know isn't gonna rip or whatever you know so that's how how you have to understand your pricing. And so and I do encourage sales. We'll talk about that later. But you have to understand that there's a huge difference between the people that are buying the premium products and the people that are buying the, the clearance products or services. They're the, it, essentially, I think about it in the same way. So understanding that personally... I suggest that if you're on Etsy in particular, that you're charging no less than $35 with free shipping. It actually triggers the SEO. 
And when you do that, you're not going to be in the pool of psychics that are charging $4. That's really, really important. So we're going to talk about running sales. This is a really important topic to cover with you because this is going to help you build a sustainable business and it's going to help you grow your clientele. So the reasons why you would run a sale is because it gives you a reason to reach out to your current clients. Instead of just saying, hey, hello, you're like, oh, okay, so I want to tell you that I have a 10% sale going on this month on this particular service or this particular reading. It really gives you a reason to reach out, right? So number two, your reading or listing is going to stick out to new potential clients. And if somebody, like for instance on Etsy, if I like a service or a listing, it's actually going to notify me if that goes on sale. So It'll give alerts out. And if you do something like a, a sub, an opt-in and people get something for free and they haven't been a client before, it gives you a reason to email them. So that's really, really important to maintain your clientele and to get new clientele. So then number three is it gives you an exciting reason to post on social media. So you're not just going to post on me- social media, I offer this. You really have to entice someone, right? You're not just going to post. So it gives you a reason to post on social media. So I'm running a sale. This is what it is. This is when it ends. Um, And social media is really important. We're going to cover that later on. And it's probably going to be um, in a different part of the series. If you uh, enjoy this, definitely subscribe and like uh, this video because you'll get notified when the next video comes part three comes out. Okay, so now we're going to talk about when to run a sale. So you should run different sales on a regular basis, focusing on new services or popular services. So if I'm going to add a general reading on my Etsy or in my Etsy shop, what I'm going to do then is I can use that as a new reading, put a sale on it and advertise it, right? If I have a popular reading, like I know that uh, my spirit guide reading is really popular. If I know that, I can utilize that information, put it on sale, and market it or advertise it out. Because then it's going to get those people who maybe use had a different reading, it's going to entice them to get that reading. And cross-selling is really, really important. It'll help you grow your business. And combination selling, we'll talk about that as well. Okay, so... The other thing is how to run a sale. So you can run, different platforms are going to be different, obviously. Um, With running a sale, you want to do those things that I talked about. You want to uh, email out your current clientele, uh, make sure that new clientele, that it's front and center for them, the sale. You want to put it on social media. This also means, and we'll talk about different platforms that you could be using, um, but you're really going to want to make it a point to focus on that sale for a period of time. I, you know, I've made some mistakes and I, that's why I made, I'm making this video. I've made some mistakes in the past and I've learned from them. You can't do too much at once because you really want your audience to focus. So what that means is if I, I have a, what's called, I have a mediumship circle that I run and I do that, um, different parts of the year I do it. But if I'm putting out that information to my audience, I don't want to be at the same time putting out 
um, a sale on a reading because it confuses people and that's confused people don't buy anything, right? Okay, so how to run a sale. Um, you're going to want to put it out on as much social, as many of your social media platforms as you possibly can and continue to put it out, um, I would say, on a daily basis on one social media site or another. Um, you really want to follow that con- the content rule where you're not flooding people's um, pages or their feed with a bunch of sale information. That's not the only thing you want to talk about because you really want to talk about, you want to show people your value, obviously. Um, so don't flood your, flood your social media with just sales. Um, but it is important that you market yourself and put those sales out there front and center for people. So learning from my mistakes, one of the things that I did when I first started out, and it took me a while to even change this because I didn't really recognize it as being uh, a problem. So I would keep the same discount code name for each sale that I was running, and I basically just continued to run the same sale. You really need to create some urgency when you're doing sales, so you really need an end date, and you should be changing the discount codes so that way there's that urgency to purchase. If you found value in pricing and running sales in your business, give this video a thumbs up. And to get notified when part three drops, hit that subscribe button and the little bell notification.